Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Just drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Clefbaum. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Today, the Edmonton Oilers jumping on the plane as we speak. They are headed to Detroit. They're headed to general manager Ken Holland's old stomping grounds. We'll tell you all about that coming up a little later on in Oilers Now. The show, as always, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, we got to recap the ugly one last night or last uh, yesterday afternoon. That'll be the curse I deal with uh, for the first half of this show here. Uh, 6-2 loss to the Florida Panthers. A flat start, in my opinion, for the Oilers. They came out uh, and they were outshot pretty significantly in the first portion of that game. Florida dictated the play for the first few minutes and never really looked back. Of course, they left that first 20 scoreless and then uh, with Mike Smith trying to shake off some cobwebs from getting hit where no man wants to get hit. He comes out after the intermission and it was a quick 3-on-3 
three shots. And that is what drew the hook and ultimately the loss to the Panthers. So the Oilers now 8-3-1 on this young season. 17 points is still good for first in the Pacific. They are tied for first in the Western Conference as well. So that's the beauty of starting 5-0 and is when things start to fall back down to earth. You've still got that cushion that everybody talked about building up. So a uh, big road trip here coming up. They get Detroit, they get Columbus, they get Pittsburgh, and they are headed out that direction right now. We're going to hear from Bob at about 12.18 today. He'll check in as uh, the Oilers did not skate this morning, just went straight to the airport. And as I mentioned off the top there, they are getting on the plane pretty well as we speak here but we'll hear from Bob first 1235 our regular Monday contributor John Shannon NHL insider will get his thoughts on uh, yesterday's game Uh, the Oilers start overall some of the problems bottom six scoring Uh, what is that right now I'm not sure and unfortunately the Oilers aren't either but we'll get John's thoughts on that as well as some other NHL headlines 105 we're going to sit down with Reed Wilkins, he is, of course, the uh, host of uh, the Oilers games here on 630 Chat and the Oilers radio network as well as hosting Inside Sports. So we'll check in with him at 105, and then we'll get an update on the Bakersfield Condors, who split a pair of games this weekend. It was a home-and-home against Calgary's American League affiliate, the Stockton Heat. You can get a hold of us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That's 780-496-0063. Enjoy the new smoke-friendly expansion, Embers, at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can also text us 630-630 on our Ashley Fine Floor text line. You're starting to get worried about the fact that there is literally no juice coming from that bottom six. They're doing a great job penalty killing. They've got some guys that are great role players down there. But ultimately somebody has to score. If you're all, your entire secondary scoring is coming from Oscar Kleppbaum, Zach Cassian and Darnell Nurse, we've got an issue here folks. I hate to break it to you. So how do they remedy that? Well, maybe text me your ideas at 630-630. We're also available on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Bob is at Bob underscore Stoffer, And myself, at Brendan Escott. That's Brendan with an E, not Brendan with an A. We can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but it sounds so much better when Jack Michaels does that. So let's dip right now into our Oilers Now audio vault. That is brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. The call with Jack and Bob on the Oilers Radio Network. We are set for the Oilers, 8-2-1, and one, and the Panthers, a strange record of 4-2-4. Four, and four. They've lost three shootouts in an overtime game, but they're a club that's been to get at least a point in seven straight, and they usually play Edmonton tough. Here's Ekblad up the middle, gaining the line. Drop pass, Barkov. Reese shot score off the rush. Ekblad buries one from Barkov, and 31 seconds into the second period, the Panthers take a 1 0 lead. Got it back, flipped it in front. Here's a wrist shot score. Brian Boyle makes it 2 0. Delayed penalty, and Boyle took his time, slid to his right, and then roofed it over a prostrate Mike Smith. Stood up on Dryden Hunt. Maybe that'll wake the crowd up. No, wrist shot off the rush. Score 3-0 Florida. Noel Achari buries it. And the Panthers have three goals in two minutes and 36 and seconds, it. and that will be all for Mike Smith. Miko Koskinen is coming into the game. Dodano, he'll gain the line. A shot by Huberto. Save Koskinen. Wraparound score. 4 nothing. Florida. Evgeny Dodanov. Dry settle. Centers. Deflected home. Beautiful tip. Dry 
Suttle put it right on the stick of Nugent Hopkins, and it might have caught a piece of James Neal on its way in. Shot bear, wide rebound, score! Drysaddle cuts it to 4-2, and there's still hope inside Rogers. Pass was moved off the sideboards, and it was actually Drysaddle looking for McDavid. It went through his legs. Ethan Bear for the long-range bomber. Jason was the net front presence in front. I have no idea why Bobrovsky was the least bit upset. What's going on here? Petrano's got an empty net. Cuts inside, shoots and scores. And that'll put it away. Dennis Mulgan. Bangs home the goal that seals the deal. 5-2 Florida, minute 24 left. Tough start to the first, a tough start to the second period. Uh, you know what? I think that was probably Ethan Bear's worst game of the season. Unfortunately, he finished uh, the game minus three. Alex Chason, in fact, the only plus player at plus one after yesterday's effort. As we dip back here into the uh, direct workwear audio vault, we'll get Dave Tippett's thoughts. He described what's going on with this team and yesterday's performance. Uh, frustrating to go from the point where we, you know, in the game we got out-competed and, we, uh, and the execution, we just didn't execute near to the level of Florida did and we chased the whole game. And our goaltender never, you know, our goaltending has been very good. Tonight it was, uh, was average and didn't bail us out, but we didn't, uh, we didn't give the goaltenders much of a chance. Now, I don't know about you, but my concern right now almost as much as the lack of any secondary scoring from the bottom six, is the fact that we've seen now one game where the goaltender didn't, to quote, tip it, bail the team out, and they lost it pretty handily. They did get it to a two-goal stretch there when it was 4-2, but finishing up 6-2, you can't have to rely on your goaltenders like that. It's, It's simply put. Now, the biggest part of the problem in the last couple of games here has been poor starts, according to Dave Tippett. There's some of the games where we've been behind and I don't, I think we're the better team in the game, and there's some games where uh, we've scored first, but tonight, right from the first shift, first shift to the first period, the first shift to the second period, we weren't very good in each of those shifts, and it led to the whole, you could just see the momentum in the period goes from there. Connor McDavid had similar thoughts on the start to yesterday's game. Yeah, obviously, we want to jump on games earlier, um, not wait around and, until something bad happens to, to grab it. Um, you know, starts is, is something that we're always, you know, we've always kind of talked about here, so we need to find a way to get off the hop. Effort was not there. They didn't work hard enough to win against Florida, says head coach Tippett. You can still work whether you're playing an offensive game or a defensive game. Work is work. It's a combination of work and execution. We chased the puck all night. Like we, we didn't execute very well, but Florida played quick. They were on top of us quick, forcing plays, and we didn't react very well to it. And Oscar Kleffbaum says that they need to learn from the poor effort yesterday. They played the way we, we would like to play this game. They were, uh, they were stronger. They won more pucks, and, and they got pucks in the net, and they just outbattled us. So we got to learn from this and uh, just focus on the next game here because uh, we're still off to a good start. We still want to have that positive energy going in the group, but we still, uh, still got to learn from this. And I think that they will. I really do have a lot of faith in Dave Tippett's regime and his structure and all that sort of thing. Sometimes you uh, you just can't motivate the group for those early ones in particular. I mean, I don't need to tell you that over the last few seasons, those early start times have plagued the Oilers perhaps more so than any other team in the league. But the bottom line is, is if you're getting scoring from all four lines, it, it's a lot easier to win hockey games. They aren't right now. They need to produce more, according to Tippett. When we're ahead in a game and those guys are really doing their job, they have a real mindset to 
check hard in that. You uh, you know they have an impact in the game, but when you're chasing the game, it uh, it's harder for them, right? They haven't contributed as much as they want, and I think there's a lot of those guys that are feeling that pressure, you know, and we'll just keep pounding away at it. We've got to find something down there, at least creating some opportunities and. I really feel like once they get on the board and get going, I think everybody will loosen up a little bit. But right now, it's uh, you got a lot of guys that are pressing down there. So there you have it. That is our uh, Oilers Now Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear. We'll get to some of your text messages here when we come back. We're also going to check in with Bob and get his thoughts on the 6-2 loss to Florida. It is Brendan Escott in today with you on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chat. It is Brendan Escott in today. It's 12.20 in Edmonton. We're in a very mixed bag on the text line right now at 6.30, 6.30. Right across the board. Some people think Bear needs a break. Some people think Bear needs less minutes. Some people think that we need to trade or need the Oilers need to trade uh, Yessa Poyarvi right now. Make the move for Brendan Perlini. Rockford has texted in to ask if we would do that. Would Poyarvi get you Brendan Perlini? Yeah, probably. Uh, I don't like Perlini's ceiling as much as I like Poyarvi's. I think Perlini probably has a higher floor, as we now know that Poyarvi's floor is quite literally nothing at the NHL level. Uh, but I, I just don't know that they would trade that kind of draft capital for Perlini, who is, again, he's never going to score at the rate that Yessa could in theory. We'll get to more of those coming up a little later on in Oilers Now, but keep the thoughts coming at 6.30, 6.30. In the meantime here, we're going to bring a board to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Uh, the host of this show, it is Bob Stoffer And Bob, uh, we've talked at nauseum here about the tough start yesterday. Just give me your thoughts on on the the start and then how the rest of the game uh, trickled down from there well obviously it didn't go the way i think anybody was hoping that it would go those things happen once in a while and uh you know the team's eight three and one they got an opportunity to respond tomorrow against detroit uh they know what happened everybody that was in the building knows what happens and as long as you limit those during the course of the season um you'll be okay uh that said, I understand the frustration that might be out there with some of the fans, but it's, you know, hopefully it's just a one-off and just to reinforce they're in pretty good shape as they start off off on the on this road trip. They are a little bit, Brendan, they are a little bit injury depleted, uh, specifically a couple of quicker wingers, which I think has affected their bottom six forwards, uh, but uh, I'll be intrigued to see how they respond with the back-to-backs against Detroit and Columbus. Well, let's talk about that. I know that uh, Joe Kim Nygaard is getting close. Is he going to travel with the team, do you know, and how close might he be to a return? I think there's a chance Person could maybe play towards the end of the road trip. I do not expect Nygaard to be uh, in the lineup on this road trip. I just, I'm just a gut feel. I I thought maybe a week ago that there might have been an opportunity middle of last week to maybe see him at the stage, but I now believe that that's no longer the case. So, you know, he's pretty sorry. Basically, you know, anybody that's busted ribs or cracked ribs knows how it can hurt and affects your breathing and that sort of thing. And uh, I don't think he's quite uh, ready to come back yet. I get the sense from the team. I mean, it's not like it's lost on them that the secondary scoring, it's not been middling, Bob. It's been completely absent entirely. And now you're, you're getting, okay, so they're producing in other elements of the game and Tippett likes that but at what point do you start to say we got to start shuffling some stuff up and try and generate something down there I think that's a completely fair perspective Brendan to have 
Um, it's a little bit exasperating, you know, like um, they have done a good job killing penalties, but uh, you, you got to move the needle a little bit. Right now, I believe the shooting percentage for those guys collectively, uh, sort of the eight forwards that have been in those spots, I believe is below 2%. Now, that is a statistical anomaly that's unlikely to continue. So uh, I, I look forward to that. I do think you'll see Gaetan Haas get back in against Detroit. I think there's a chance just to give a little bit different look there. And, uh, and again, you're going to play back-to-back, so you might as well use the bodies you have. Um, you know, I guess, uh, you know, sort of a good news, bad news scenario. you got two players that have done something that, you know, only the great oiler players of the 80s did in a much higher scoring time. So that, that's a special thing offensively. But even those guys, would be, those guys would be the first guys that would be happy to see some other guys uh, generate a little bit more juice offensively. First time we've saw relatively average goaltending. The two uh, between Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen had been pretty darn good until uh, until we saw the first goaltending change yesterday afternoon. And tough circumstance, you saw Smith take that stinger early in the game and tried to recover and stick with it, and they just got shelled out of the gate there. But to me, Bob, that's a little concerning is the fact that the first time that we don't see the goaltenders steal a game, they end up losing 6-2. So what, what is your thought on that, and what might the rotation look like on this road trip? Well, I think they're going to split the starts. I think that's an absolute given. I think that was part of a plan. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, we've all had something like that happen. I was surprised he was actually out there for the second period, which shows you the competitive nature he had. Uh, I don't blame him on either of the first two goals. The third goal, he definitely would have liked to bat back. I expect Smith to bounce back. He's a pro. He's a vet. Uh, you know, I think Mike Smith, like I'm not in the room, but the sense I get is that those guys, uh, James Neal and Mike Smith, have come in and provided something for this group. And um, and I'm, I'm fairly confident that Mike is, com- Mike is such a good athlete as a goaltender. That's something we can comment on. Uh, you know, and he's, you know, he's him and Cost going to make each other better. And in this, in the Western Conference, I don't think you can go with a 60 game a year starter. I really think you need 45 and 40 or something, 50 and 435 or whatever. So, uh, you know, I, I expect to see from a goaltending perspective, I think those guys will bounce back. Uh, Winners are going to be playing a fragile team. Detroit's lost eight straight games. So they're struggling a bit themselves, and they're doing something similar. Like, they've got all those first-round picks that were, like, six to nine in the draft. Rasmussen, who played for Tri-Cities, and Zadina, who played in Halifax, and uh, Moritz Sider, a German kid that went six. They're all playing down in... Uh, uh, down in Grand Rapids right now. And, uh, you know, the Oilers, uh, you can make an argument. Yamamoto probably wasn't ready the last two years. He's probably really close. But, you know, the, the, there's a plan in Edmonton and there's a plan in Detroit to slow play those guys. You know, like when you're talking guys like Connor and Leon, you're talking on an entirely different level in terms of their skill set and ability. Uh, but for those other guys, sometimes they need a little bit of time down on the farm. That's just the way it works. So I'm looking at this wondering, is this uh, a trap game, given that Detroit has lost eight in a row, or is this more of a golden opportunity, especially against Ken Holland's old club? And I think that that should be motivating this team to get him the win in his return. 100%. You got uh, eight forwards on UFA deals. You know they're going to honor the general manager. And I think, you know, the one thing I'll say about this group is they have been resilient. So let's see how they bounce back from the performance yesterday, day. Uh, and uh, see how they respond against uh, Detroit. I don't think it's a trap game because I don't. I don't think there's uh, that degree of arrogance with this team. Uh, you know, there's been some tough games. You know, the, the Minnesota game. You can see there was a lack of energy there. I do think 
you know, the early start favors an Eastern Conference team out west. Um, body clock and stuff, but some guys would just say, "Stop, you're out to lunch." And that's you know, let's excuse making. Uh, but uh, I expect a strong performance against Edmonton. They had a real good game against Detroit, coming off the game against Philadelphia. Probably should have won four or five one, hit four or five goal posts. So I would be surprised if we don't see a solid performance tomorrow night. All right, Bob, and we'll wrap with this. What does the schedule look like for the team the next couple of days? Morning skate tomorrow in Detroit. Uh, play Detroit. Fly right after the game. Probably uh, no morning skate on Wednesday, just an availability. Then Columbus on Wednesday, they get an off day in Pittsburgh on Thursday. Practice in Pittsburgh on Friday afternoon, game on Saturday in Pittsburgh. All right, Bob, I appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Safe travels, and uh, we'll check in tomorrow. Say hi to John for me. 12-28 here in Edmonton. Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. We'll check in with NHL insider John Shannon after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.